Hey Tiff, I hope you've got your tools ready because we've got some work to do down in Stardew Valley. So, Stardew Valley. I teased this on our Zelda episode. Like, this is another of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely adore Stardew Valley. I, th- I think I started playing... I, well, I definitely started playing when the Switch version came out, which was kind of about a year ago, I think. Um, but I was aware of this game. I knew it was a big deal on the PC. But I held off because I always felt like this is a game I would want to play handheld because I would want to be able to take it away with me. Like it felt like a engrossing game. So I thought it would come to iOS and I was waiting on that because it was on PC and PlayStation. Right. It was announced pretty early on for the switch. Like I think in like the first Nintendo direct after the switch came out. Then when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I'm waiting. But how did you find out about Saudi Valley? See, I had no I didn't know anything about any announcements. I knew nothing about this game whatsoever. I I had no idea that it even existed. And Marco started playing it. Uh, he had it on the Switch handheld. He mm-hmm. had downloaded it um, when it came out. And we were away like at my parents' house or something like that where it's kind of like the atmosphere is let's just chill on the couch and hang out all day yeah. and breathe the country air, you know? And so he's playing this game and I'm such a game watcher. I, you know, cuddled up next to him on the couch and I was like looking over and I was watching him play and I was getting more and more interested in it. I'm, you know, started asking questions. Like when you get into a TV show that someone's watching. And then as soon as we got home, I started my own game and it quickly, very quickly took over our lives together because we'd had the two separate games but every single time we had like an evening where we would be able to watch tv or something on a normal night we would end up playing stardew instead and we would both be directing each other to do stuff or kind of uh, some light heckling or you know like oh i haven't gotten that yet or with the community center so it became not competitive but we were playing two different games but together like if one person was playing the other person was always the watcher and it was just great like we were in it for months and it started last fall so it got us all through the winter because i believe our stardew valley singles episode on top four which you were on Mm -hmm. was in the in february wasn't it for like valentine's day around that time yeah that sounds about right yeah so we played addictively all through last winter and every little twist and turn was such a delight. And I'm so glad that Marco took a chance on this game and I happened to spot it. The Stardew Valley episode was in November because the game came out in October. So we did our episode in November. Was it really that soon? Yeah. Oh, wow. I th- wow. I thought it was all through winter. We've been playing it for a month. It had been out for a month. That's it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we did also play it all the way through the winter, right? But yeah, like that yeah. would just happened early on. Oh, wow. My timeline's all messed up because I feel like we, it just felt like we were playing it constantly. Like even during the day when we should have been working, we were like, do you want to go play Stardew? Uh, yeah. (laughs) We would just go, oh, well, I don't care. I don't need to stick to my own timelines. Seasons move quickly. (laughs) They do. Well, it was Stardew season winter. That's, that's that's what it was. was. I was obviously confused. So when people talk about Stardew Valley, they very frequently reference the fact that it was made by one person. And if you played the game at all, it is, and you didn't know this, this is typically a surprising feat because of how big and like deep the game can be. So I did a little bit of research because I wanted to mm-hmm. give some context around this. So 
the person who created it, uh, their name is Eric Barone. Uh, they go by the alias of Concerned Ape. That's how they're kind of known online. And that's what comes up at the start of the game, right? It's like who developed it. Um, Barone is the creator and developer of the game. So came up with the idea and then made it. He started work on it in 2011 um, as a fan-made alternative to Harvest Moon, which I've mm -hmm. never played the Harvest Moon series, but I'm familiar Neither with the Harvest I. Moon series, right? Like it's farming. I have no idea. I should even just go look up a screenshot because I, I don't know anything about Harvest Moon. So Harvest Moon is like a farming game. It's, it's similar to Animal Crossing as well. Like there are a lot of parallels. Um, but the Harvest Moon series is widely accepted as getting worse over time. Like it was a great mm -hmm. game series that got worse. And this was why Barone was prompted to develop Stardew Valley because he was upset about what was happening to Harvest Moon because he loved Harvest Moon. Um, Animal Crossing, Minecraft, and Terraria are all listed as inspirations for Stardew Valley, and you can mm -hmm. see all of these games in Stardew. So he started work on it in 2011. It was launched into early access beta on Steam Greenlight in 2012, and then the game was fully released in February of 2016, so that was when it was considered to be complete. So it took five years of development, wow. and Barone created everything. He programmed it, all of the pixel art he made, and the music. It is all one person. And we're talking about this now because of the multiplayer update. And we'll talk about the multiplayer in a little bit too. But um, I, th I believe that uh, Baron had some help with this, but was still involved and still doing a large amount of the work for this. And so it's published by a publisher called Chucklefish, who kind of helped get it out there. But even when he signed with the publisher continued to do it on his own, like 11 hours a day for five years and created a masterpiece at the end of it. There was an article in GQ, I think, about him. And it was really very good. I think that's the one I read. It was, if you need, if you are interested and you want to read an article about it and how he, it even goes into detail a little bit, like agonizing over how a tree would look. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's not even like he did this game and was just like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of, I mean, he's a creative genius about it, but he still would spend all the time and like fiddle with things and get everything just right and like and move things around. Like it wasn't just a quick, oh yeah, I made a tree and then here's like 12 more trees. Like he really, really meticulously did all this artwork and the music. Oh, it's just amazing. It was such a cool thing to read about him. I, I just feel like it's I don't know. It's just like a little glimpse into a creative genius's mind, especially playing this game. You feel so immersed in it. It's beautiful. It is wild, right? Like it, it is so wild. Like if you spent any time in Stardew Valley, you appreciate the game's beauty and how many things there are to do and all of the different paths. I just, it is so difficult to fathom an individual being able to put this together. And it, it is not just hard work, right? Like, you can't just have anybody sit down and work for 11 hours a day and then they turn this out over five years. Like, it's mm -hmm. more than that. And, like, it takes a special kind of person to be able to create something like this. Because if I sat down every day for five years, I wouldn't be able to make a game like this. I don't no. have that in me. But Barone does, and we all benefit from it. Yeah. The continuity of this game, too, that it being made by one person almost feels really great. Like, like, okay, so farming in Essential is a 
you know, very solitary kind of like mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. of a thing. You know, like the, even the character in the game, like it's a one person creating this life for themselves. And it's almost, it mimics what he did in this game. And I, I just, yeah, it's magic. Yeah, because that's what I really like how the game opens. Mm-hmm. So like the opening of the game is like the character that you have created has a job working for Joja. Joja is basically a mix of Google and Amazon. I was also thinking a little Walmart. Like yeah, Walmart-y. yeah, a little Walmart too. But it's like this, it, it's like an internet-based company that just, and like I get the Walmart idea, right? Comes in and just takes over everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like just sucks in everything and makes it Jojo. And I think of Amazon in that way because we don't have Walmart, but like Amazon is a similar kind of idea, right? Where they're trying to like take over all of the areas of people's lives, especially in retail and commerce. Or like by and large from uh, Wally. But yes, exactly like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not trying to make some kind of political statement here. There's good and bad to that, right? Like I can see both sides. I benefit from it, but I see what it does to communities. So the create the, the character that you have decides to quit their job at Joja because they hate it and they find a letter from their grandfather, I think, who's, who's passed away. And mm-hmm. it's basically, oh, I'm leaving the farm to you. And then you go and move to Stardew Valley and you start working on the farm and Mm -hmm. i like all of that stuff because i'm not a farmer i'm i have no bone in my body for understanding any of this kind of stuff you know like i don't (laughs) understand plant life i don't understand how to grow things like it's just not a thing that i really know much about but i like that the character that i'm playing in that moment kind of doesn't either Right, like yeah. it's it's it the, the setup is really nice and plausible, and I think it's really clever in that way because it's like it's yeah. like a person like me going, how would it work for them? And do you know what happens? Like the first year, I ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Right, like I don't know about the seasons changing, and then all my crops <laughs> get killed. Yeah, I think everyone goes through that, and that's a, like it makes it plausible for you to see yourself changing your own life and ending up on a farm. Yep. Like it it translates really easily into just it ushers the player into making that decision also and not being like, Oh, I guess this is who I'm playing this person. That's now on a farm. Like it, it, it guides you into the exact same decision of a lifestyle, like a big life change. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're all of a sudden okay with it. Cause you could just do it. And I love that this game starts with no gender specific characters at all. Like, you don't have to be anybody in particular. You can just be whoever you make or who, or yourself or whatever you want. Like, you can put any kind of face onto it. And it is, it's just, it's you. And it's, it's, it's great because it feels so fresh that you're not just like, oh, now are you, you are a Marine and you're going through the swamp. And, you know, you're like, this is, I love that it's in Stardew, it's a blank slate. And you're just like, well, a little pixely blob, really. <laughs> I mean, it's you can define it as much as you or as little as you want. And I love that. I mean, if we're going down this this train, like to build on that, there's a relationship aspect of the game, right? So there's like farming and mining. They're pretty mm-hmm. simple, right? You can, And then there's also the relationship stuff. There's people in the town. You can get to know them and you can start relationships with them. And you can have a relationship with anybody who's single. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what gender they are. It doesn't matter what gender you are. And it's not a thing. It's nope, just, it's you not just, a thing you at all. You can just do it. Um, and I, I really like that about the game because it 
and I think it's one of the things that's made it so popular is like you can kind of just make it yours. And I lo- and again, like I, I you heard this before, you will continue hearing this from me as we pick more and more games because we only talk about games we love, right? Like mm-hmm. I love games that let me make my own story. I like to create mm-hmm. my own story. I just want to be given the building blocks of a world. And Stardew is one of the greatest examples of that. Yeah, it's and it's so inclusive without even trying. It doesn't scream it at you. It just is. It just is. Yeah, it just everything is just you naturally move through the world as you would. And there's no obstacle to like, oh, I wanted to have a relationship this way. It wouldn't, wouldn't be like, nope, you're not allowed. Like, it's And just, you don't it's just have to open. have a relationship either. Yeah, you don't have to at all. And I find that a lot of... I know we only talk about things we love, but sometimes what makes me not love a game is when it i hear that um like you can't do things because oh it takes a lot of extra work and it's harder to program it that way it's harder for the game developers to add all that stuff or it's coming later you know like that to me feels like this excuse and i don't like excuses <laughs> i i like when something just arrives like this and it's just beautiful inclusive and it makes you feel good because it doesn't pigeonhole you into anything that you don't want to be and you can just play like you could just farm some corn and just play and it's it's absolutely it's a breath of fresh air it's it's reinvigorating but all of this world building goes on to create probably the most addictive game that i've ever played (laughs) yeah it's invigorating and addictive (laughs) it is unbelievable in that sense because Everything is a day, and the days, they, they run through pretty quickly. I don't know the actual time. It's not that long, right? It was like 15 minutes or something for a day, probably. It's probably uh, around that. Something like that. And when you're playing all the time, you just, one more day, one more mm-hmm. day, one more day. Because there's so many things to do and keep track of that you typically will go through a day you wanted to do one thing and then you get caught up doing another thing and you didn't do that thing. So you've got to finish it the next day. You just keep wanting to play, keep wanting to play, keep wanting to play. 13.5 minutes in real time. Okay, great. <laughs> That's a bit peculiar time frame to pick. I wonder why 13 and a half. I bet you it has something to do with like, um, almost like gambling psychology. Like yeah. <laughs> there's like that one little like mental sweet spot of, or, um, with pricing models with things like yep. there's it's it's one one second over and you tip over people's brain of this is too long you know yep. it's like it just finds that little it does and every it is it's just oh one more day oh one more day and it's two in the morning in real time and uh, like i have to go to bed to get my kid up for school tomorrow and it's also very funny to me where like i've had this and we've had this when we've been playing where we're like I don't know what to do. Like you kind of get into like a moment where you're like, oh, I I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. And then within like five minutes, you've got three different things you want to do. Whether you are trying to build the community center or you want to build a barn to put some more cows in. And then Robin's just not there. Like every time you want to build the barn. Robin's just not there. Exactly. So another day. That is like such a good point that you're like, oh, I want to build this thing. So I have to go speak to Robin. And Robin is the carpenter. And sometimes she's not in her shop. Mm-hmm. so you can't do it today yeah it's like all the auxiliary characters yep. have their own little lives and so it, you can't just like go shopping for one thing and then come back 
because they're not always there or a shop is closed Mm -hmm. or people go to the pub at the end of the day. They all go out and so they're not there. It's not everything is accessible to you at all times, just like in life. So you have to wait for different days and it just extends the gameplay constantly. I also really like how you can optimize in this game because there's a lot of manual work in the sense of lots of clicking. There's lots mm-hmm. of clicking, right? That you're, you're, you're planting your crops and then you're farming your crops, you're watering them. Like There's a lot of things you can do. But the further you go through the game, you can start to buy things to make that process better. Mm-hmm. Right, You can buy sprinklers and eventually you can get to a point where some of the crops can be farmed for you. Like th- There are a lot of things that you can do to make your playing better. And then by doing that, you unlock different types of things you can do. Because if you're not dealing with the crops at all, well, you can explore relationships more. Like It's kind of fun in the way that you can keep making your experience different and better as you progress and make things more effective. And then that allows you to explore all of the other things the game has to offer as well. Every time I play this game or think about this game or talk about this game, I'm astonished by how well it mimics real life, Mm -hmm. even though you're playing a little pixel game where it's just like that. It's like the more aspects of your life that you kind of uh, dole out to different ways to get things done or automate them in different ways, you're more open to do other things. And it just, I don't know, this game, this game just, it, it draws you in because it feels so great and real, but at the same time escapist. Mm -hmm. And you're just on this like beautiful farm and I, I just, yeah, I, I'm just utterly astounded at every single turn, especially the first playthrough when you start realizing all of this stuff and how the mechanics work. And there's no like instructions. You're just kind of thrown onto this farm. There are no instructions. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even like getting to know the people, like the the other characters, they have their own likes and dislikes. And you kind of have to find that out by trial and error. Like, or going to the wiki. Or, or going to the wiki. I was like, there's no instructions in real life. But I'm like, or you just go to the real life go wiki. To the wiki. <laughs> you and your wiki. <laughs> the wiki is... Is, uh, imperative extensive it is and it, there is so much information in the stardew valley wiki and i have needed it like when i was first collecting everything needed for the community center which is there are these like selections of crops and animals and items that you collect and once you've completed this collection you unlock a major story point in the game right so it's mm-hmm. like a you have to go around collect everything and, and deliver it um, like an almost like a little scavenger hunt which is fun yeah exactly yeah but exactly. there are like there are certain fish but what the game doesn't tell you is those fish are only in certain areas in certain seasons. Like real fish. Well, yeah, but I never would have worked <laughs> out where to get what fish. Like it would have taken me way too long, longer than I wanted to try. So the wiki yeah. was great for me for, for for completing the community center, which I did in my solo game. Um, I completed the community center with help from the wiki. Yeah, I, I did look up some fish situations because I uh-huh. did not enjoy fishing. I didn't enjoy fishing. So I'm like, like I will look at cheat manuals <laughs> if I'm not enjoying myself to figure it out on my own. And, and, and it's just it's taking too long. I will. I will look. But otherwise, I, I just I want to be the person that created the wiki. Like I want to have that all that mm. information fresh and new and be like aha i have conquered this and figured it all out and had made the map and 
yeah, I just, I love that. I love that part of gaming. I like making my own map. Like when I played, um, if we, hopefully if we ever talk about it, um, the long dark, I drew my own map, like, cause they don't give you a map. So you have to like draw it yourself. And that was part of it was really fun. I did at one point with Stardew when I was starting to get sprinkler systems, sprinkler systems mm-hmm. only water a certain area, right? <gasps> Please tell me you got graph paper and you graphed it out. I got my iPad yes! and I drew it out. That's awesome. So, cause I needed to work out cause I couldn't work out the optimum placement for the sprinkler mm-hmm. system. Right. So I ended up getting out an effective pen and paper and drawing a little, like a grid. I mean like, okay, so if I put a sprinkler here, it will get these crops. So where does the next sprinkler need to go? So I can get <laughs> all the rest of the crops that are around that one. And there are lots of people that do this. Cause it's like, you have yep. to, it's too difficult to, internalize that thinking yeah because it doesn't tessellate very well no it's just it just it's really weird it's hard to think about and then at a certain point like i I did it myself and then was like i was like i'm sure other people have done this too and googled it and found not only many maps but many way better placement maps than the one that i had created yeah but still didn't you feel great that you created that though and you didn't just look yeah because i ended up doing my own right like i did Mm -hmm. my own because it fit my farm but it's more like it's it's not even just because uh, I was I had my farm space that I'd allotted, and then working out where the sprinklers would go to fill the farm space that I had set aside for crops. But then, like I started finding screenshots of people's farms, like their Uh-oh. entire farms. Yeah, there are some incredibly efficient and creative people that play Stardew Valley. Yeah. They do that with um, Don't Starve, too. I love looking at people's maps from, like, their bases at Don't Starve. It's very similar in that kind of aspect of, like, how everything's laid out and what you're doing and what you're efficiently making and all this. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great thing to look at. I feel like that's fun to look at after you've done it. But, I mean, maybe some people like to do it before. But, cheater. (laughs) i didn't copy anyone's farm because i don't think i'll be able to but i just i I just i fell down a rabbit hole right of just looking at pictures no i have i've fallen down that rabbit hole myself and it's a it's a great orderly rabbit hole to fall down (laughs) all right mike i think um i think it's about time for us to open up our loot box course i want to talk about first to direct everyone over to our instagram because we love putting a whole bunch of fun things over on our instagram page and you should definitely go check it out and see playing for fun over on instagram we will usually screenshot a lot of the games that we're playing over on twitch and the pranks that we play on each other during those games (laughs) (laughs) so if you just want like a little treat we don't overly instagram we know it's not all over the place very reserved Yes, yes. A little little treat here and there coming in um, to your feed so you can see some some of that. It'll definitely stand out because it's all video game screenshots. Uh, and we are also on Twitter over at uh, Playing for Fun FM. And we're the same on Instagram, Playing for Fun FM over on Instagram and Twitter. And on Twitter specifically, you can see we will often and always tweet about when we are doing our Twitch feeds because uh, that's a great way for you to see that we are doing those and also subscribing, of course on twitch will definitely get you yep. to see when we are 
active on our feed or when we will be posting new episodes and when we're doing screenshots, all that kind of fun stuff. It's all it's all over there. It all goes to the Twitter. Uh, we do have mm-hmm. a sponsor for this episode, and that is the fine folk over at Warby Parker. They make quality eyewear at a fraction of the usual price that you'll see elsewhere. Warby Parker was founded by four friends who believe that your glasses shouldn't have to cost more than your iPhone. They've cut out the middleman so they can sell direct to you in-store and online, which means Warby Parker are able to provide high-quality, good-looking prescription glasses at a much, much fairer price. And if you're thinking, hey, I don't want to buy glasses online. How do you try them on? There's no way to try on glasses from the computer. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, Warby Parker have made it easy with their free home try-on program. You can order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days with no obligation to buy. They ship it out to you for free, and they include a free prepaid return shipping label as well. So it costs you nothing. You get a selection of frames that you can try on. And then when you pick your favorite pair, Warby Parker will even call your doctor if you're not sure what your prescription is. That is a good service. Uh, Warby (laughs) Parker frames start at $95. They include prescription lenses, all with anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, which if you wear glasses every day, and you don't have anti-glare or anti-scratch coating, you are losing out in your life because it is so... Like, the glare, like, especially, super good stuff. Um, And not only that, Warby Parker do good. For every pair of glasses that you buy, they distribute a pair to someone in need. Now, Tiff, I know that you've Mm -hmm. been going through a Warby Parker kind of experience recently. I have. (laughs) Quite the experience. What what have you been up to? Uh, Well, I did their home try-on. I actually Mm -hmm. did it twice because the first set um, I didn't like anything in and they don't make you obligated to buy. So it's pretty great that you can, I got a second set. And actually in between that, it was a whole thing. I have like a whole story. In between that, they on Twitter were um, making suggestions for me because none of my, the first five worked. My picks were terrible for myself. Now that's service. That's service right there. (laughs) It is. And it's, it's part of it. It's not just for me. I'm not special. It's for everybody. And it's, they will make suggestions for you on what they think would look good based on how bad you look in the ones you picked for yourself. <laughs> and then they, uh, so I got a second set of mostly their picks yep. and they were totally right. They were much better. And I have since ordered my glasses and um, I had a really good time putting up all the pictures on Twitter and having people tell me which ones look good and which ones look terrible. Although I love when people love the terrible ones <laughs> just for the fact that they're terrible. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Uh, uh, but yeah, they were absolutely great. And it turns out I sent them a prescription for my contacts instead of my glasses. And they were really quick to respond with, this is wrong. Um, let us help you. <laughs> <laughs> so I have done all the things for everyone. I've made all the mistakes. And so you know that if you make the same mistakes, they are very kind through the whole process. And uh, yeah, so they helped me al- fix fix my mistake of no you can't use the same prescription for your contacts as your glasses so hopefully my new glasses will be arriving in a few days and i'm really excited warby parker have a, a special offer for all the players out there if you go to warbyparker.com slash playing for fun you can order your free home try on kit today but you can also they do something else which is really cool download the warby parker app because they have built a home try on companion that will let you create a quick video of you wearing all of the frames so you can then share them with your family and friends like tiff did but if you have an iphone 10 one of the ones that has the the face id they have a new thing called find your fit 
It uses the iPhone X's true depth camera to map and measure your facial features. Then Warby Parker will recommend 12 frames that fit your face best. Uh, this process oh, is seen. I, you should have done this. <laughs> I know. Now I'm going to have to get another pair when I get my new phone. <laughs> <laughs> this process is seamless. Takes just a few seconds. It is time to upgrade your glasses experience. Go to warbyparker.com slash playing for fun to order your free home try-ons today. Our thanks to Warby Parker for their support of playing for fun and Relay FM. Um, so before we close the loot box, don't forget twitch.tv slash playing for fun FM. You can follow us there and you'll know when we're going to stream because you get notifications, but you should be super cool and subscribe. Um, you subscribe, you support the channel, you support the show. You can be cool like RM Lewis UK, Nuclear Eclipse and Rainbow Warrior. There are people that have subscribed. We've been doing something kind of cool recently on our Stardew streams. We're streaming a lot <laughs> of Stardew and we'll yep. continue to stream a lot of Stardew because we're not even nearly done. We've got a lot of things that we need to get to. Yeah, we do. So one of them, so there's two things we're doing. One, we are naming animals after people that subscribe on Twitch, which is like a whole <laughs> yep. thing. And then eventually, so me and Tiff have decided that we are both vying for Abigail's affections. Mm-hmm. Well, she's obviously the best person in the, the whole best, game. Best pick. <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about the kind of the relationship stuff. You can have relationships in the game. And we have both decided on the same person. So we have come to the agreement that when we both get to the point where we can offer the bouquet of flowers to Abigail to start a romantic relationship, we're going to have a playing for fun Stardew Valley scavenger hunt through the game <laughs> to decide who will be the winner. <laughs> uh, so when when we get to that point, you can bet that we will be promoting that because that is going to be quite an event. Um, we also put up YouTube videos of all of the streams that we do. So you can go and catch up on all of our Stardew Valley streams. Leave them on while you're going about your business in the day. They're just nice, chill things to have on in the background, even if it's just for the music. YouTube.com slash playing for fun FM. We chat and joke, so we make it worth it. Yeah, we, we love doing this show. We love doing the streams. So if you enjoy this show, please share it with a friend as well. Mm-hmm. But we have so much more left to cover, so let's close the loot box. Now, Tiff, you have been much more focused on the relationship stuff in Stardew than I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't really explored that as deeply as you have, so I would like to kind of understand from you why, like, what it is that makes you want to do that and what you think of the kind of relationship mechanics in Stardew. Well, I... um. I started doing the relationship stuff because I figured I kind of got a handle on all the farm things and it's, it's repetitive in like a really nice calming way, but I kind of wanted something else to do and getting to know all the people in town was a bit of a challenge because you find out what they like and what they don't like. And as you get to know everybody, like they'll reveal stuff, not only about themselves, but about other people towns people that they know and are close to so it's like um if you meet somebody and they live with their mom right and the mom will reveal like oh sam really hates beets or something you know like i i don't think sam hates beets i think everyone hates beets (laughs) but i uh you know so you'll get that kind of information so for like farming for this um like relationship status with everybody and getting them all to like you and talk to you kind of was a a big challenge. And in my solo game, I couldn't decide who I wanted to pursue a relationship with because honestly, a lot of the 
auxiliary characters are at first they seem pretty surfacey and then as you get to know them they get deeper and you reveal parts of their personality or what they think or because like just like meeting a real person at first you know sometimes they're standoffish or they they seem to be one way and then as you get to know them they they you get to understand them better like there's one person in the game that just kind of appears to be um this like drunk nephew of marnie the barn lady (laughs) the lady that keeps all you buy the animals from Mm -hmm. and you find out more like why he drinks and then he he like tries to change his life and you know all this kind of stuff like it it really makes you more interested in each person. So when I was trying to figure out who to have a relationship with, I wanted to know everything about everyone first before I made the big decision of who to like marry in the game. So I just pursued relationships with everybody. (laughs) That seemed to be the best way to get to know everyone because the story progresses. Anyway, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, because when you get, to certain relationship levels like so you become kind of acquaintances and friends and then maybe romantically involved or on the the Mm -hmm. cusp of romantic involvement there are little cutscenes that occur for the characters where you learn pretty big things about them Mm -hmm. there's a very interesting one with penny in the in the in the sauna Uh, i won't spoil it but that's the most interesting one that i came across you can't get those cutscenes unless you pursue a romantic relationship after a certain point yep so i just i want to see all the (laughs) cutscenes. yeah if you decide to marry somebody you won't see the other like pseudo romantic cutscenes. yeah yeah without like breaking up the relationship or making your partner angry or and you can get divorced in this game you know Mm -hmm. and you can have kids one of us has yes one of us has been divorced uh i did uh i in in my solo game i married penny um because i was pressured into getting married (laughs) by you uh (laughs) oh blame it on me yeah nobody makes you do it i blame it on you and it was the wrong decision for my character um so me and penny uh, ended up getting a divorce which was a really it was do you know that affected me emotionally Really? Yeah, because I was so I keep involved in the game. Now I feel bad. <laughs> like, I, but like it upset me, right? To, like yeah. the whole situation was upsetting, right? Like it was just like, oh, uh, I feel like I made the wrong decision, and mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not the best thing for the for the game, right? For like what I wanted to do because I didn't get to experience any of the other relationship stuff because it was kind of just like the first person and then just married them. And it was like so much of the game that I was missing out on still. Cause I wanted to see what it would be like to kind of mm-hmm. go down that path with other people and see what other cutscenes existed and stuff. And so I ended up going the divorce route and then Penny hated me. And it was like, it was just like a whole thing. And it was like, it's all done pretty interestingly. There are some like, <laughs> it's amazing how real that all feels. If you oh, were talking about a video game right then, like, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many elements of fantasy and whimsy mm-hmm. in this game. It's not all realism, but sometimes, like w- the way you were just describing that whole situation, it's like, oh my gosh, it totally sounds like a young man that just like all of a sudden like rushed into a relationship yep. and it was all wrong. And it like- <laughs> sounds ridiculous until you've played Stardew, and then you understand. Yeah. Or you went through this life stuff yourself, and then you're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm reliving it in a video game. <laughs> There are also a lot of twists and turns in this game. So it's not just like the mm-hmm. character stories. There's like things that happen and little story moments and weird goings on that occur that are very intriguing. Yeah, there's like a little 
little mysteries and things yeah. that go around the town that you kind of get involved in that aren't relationship specific, but they do open up events and areas and different ways to play the game that are unexpected and nice. So it's not just you're not just a farmer on a farm and then you're in you're a person in the village talking to people. It there's little um what do you call them mini games or little quests? They're like quests. little quests. Quest is a yeah. good way. Because you have goals, right? And you have side quests and there's mm-hmm. it, none of it's really heavy handed. You can kind of do a lot of what you want. But it and some of it never even gets revealed unless you really try. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, like you have to you go can out and miss do it. complete sections of stuff and then be like, Oh yeah, there it is. Like you come back and all of a sudden you're in the game for another like twenty hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really I like that. I like how that extends the game into a different place without feeling like tacked on in a silly way. It kind of feels like the, the flow of life in this game. It makes sense, especially in the winter when there isn't farming to do specifically, unless you have the greenhouse. Uh, there's always exceptions to everything in this game too, which I, I really love that. Um, it it just opens up the play and the story and it keeps it going even though you might feel like, okay, I completed this, I went through, it, it keeps leading you into new or new, like new things and new areas and new explorations. And it's, it's really very well done. Now, the reason that we decided to pick the game now and the reason that we started playing it again, I think we both kind of re, restarted playing the game, was mm-hmm. because they added multiplayer. Yes. Which is a whole new dimension added to the game right now it's just available on pc but it's coming to the consoles too and it changes the game completely it's like the same Mm -hmm. game but playing with someone in the same farm is so much fun like yeah it you're working with someone which makes some stuff easier but it introduces new challenges because you kind of share everything you share one pool of money you share a farm and you both work mm-hmm. on it together, or it could be up to four people you can do. Um, but there's still the challenges are independent, so you don't miss out on stuff. But the relationships are shared, so like you know you can't you can't have three people married to the same person. Like the that you are all a part of the same town together. But I do like that um, they added in for the game that players. So, like, you, if you and a, a friend or a partner play the game, you can get married, which I kind of like. I think that's the right... Mm-hmm. I think that was a good thing to add, because I can imagine a lot of couples playing this game together and just being like, well, if we're both here, then you know, we may as well get married. Yeah, I wish they had that when Marco and I were playing our individual games yep. back when it first came out, and we would have to be like, well, it was nice when one person was tired and didn't want to play, and so the other person would watch. Like, that was all nice. But I could see how it would be really fun for us to play a game together and then have a relationship in the game, which would be really fun. But even then, like if you didn't want to play, if you were watching Marco play, he's still mm-hmm. benefiting your farm rather than he's right. Own, you know, right. That's true. I could, like the other player could just kind of stand there because people could just, just come in and leave and this farm, right. Everything right. moves forward still. It just has to be like the person who's, who set up the game. They always have to be there. But it, it really is awesome. And there are new things in the game that we've not come across yet. There are like new there were new secrets and new story stuff that's been added in, which I'm excited to to play more of. But it really has kind of changed the game so significantly. Like being able to play this game with people mm-hmm. adds so much more to it. 
and it makes it fun on a whole different level. Yeah, I like how we've uh, <laughs> we've managed to make it fun for ourselves too. With um, you can get kind of pranky because like you can yep. interact with each other's stuff mm-hmm. and. <laughs> It's pretty funny. And we discovered all this on our own, like while we were playing uh, on Twitch. And it it really is um, wonderfully interactive. I, I like the balance that they've created. I am a little bit jealous of like the first, there is a little bit small imbalances between the person that set up the game, like the first player and then like the auxiliary players, I guess, or like the extra farmhand i don't know what am i your farmhand yeah, farm no, hands. Like, yeah, farm the, the houses are different sizes and i don't know if yeah. the, the smaller <laughs> houses can be upgraded i'm not sure about that i think it can be okay. it has to be because i should be able to cook right unless oh, i have yeah, to come and commandeer your house yeah but i i don't know but you can sleep in anyone's bed apparently <laughs> which is hilarious still <laughs> like there, there are a lot of like things that they've done which are rife for allowing pranking yeah. which is brilliant Right, like it's a great way to play the game. Like the fact that I can't go into your house and move all of your furniture around, <laughs> yep, or take it out yep. completely. Like you know, it really. I, I'm sure that people play this game with uh, strangers, right? Like people mm-hmm. that they don't know. Like I can imagine that happening. Like if you don't have any friends that play the game, but you want to try the multiplayer, so you could play with new people, maybe make some friends, you know. But this really does feel like a multiplayer game that is created for you to share with people that you know. And and I like that a lot. Yeah, it feels like you're it's more intimate, like you're letting more people into your life than yep. you would want to let just like a random unknown person on the internet play on like your farm because you don't really know their intentions, although it could be a great way to meet new people. Yeah. Um so it's there's a lot of and it doesn't um another thing about multiplayer, it doesn't sacrifice cutscenes for the I guess the second, third or fourth person that joins the farm you still get your own kind of cutscenes and stuff which is great yeah uh but you aren't in control of like the big town events like you have to go to that together which is kind of nice like they kind of make you do certain things together yeah so i I really like that and and i like the division of labor too because sometimes you get an extra view of things that you normally wouldn't like when we were building the barn and i was able yep. to stay back at the farm and clear out stuff that you would have wanted me to clear out like where you wanted it to go yep. Verse, and then but you would be off purchasing it so that was like a great parallel situation also just like, like how much quicker it is for you to deal with the farm work because there's two mm-hmm. hands right so it's like it's the same size farm i'm gonna build here but yep. now I can water the top farm, you can water the bottom farm, and we can just make it done, right? Like, it's easy. And yep. and we can both forget about the chickens, and it's fine. Forget all the chickens. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it adds, it just adds so much more to a game, which is already so fantastically complete. And I'm, I'm really, really pleased that they've done this because it feels, it feels so natural. So when I was doing my research, multiplayer was always planned from the very mm-hmm. original game. So when Barone was developing it, he developed it to have multiplayer in it. And that was going to be part of the original release, but he couldn't get it to work the way he wanted. So that he put it on the shelf. And mm-hmm. you can see that because it doesn't feel like it's bolted on. Yeah. Right? Like the, the, the multiplayer is very integrated with the experience and it works. You know, so like I, I like that a lot because it would kind of suck if the if there were like things that you lost 
right? Because of the way the game was developed meant that you couldn't share all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does. There is some weirdness sometimes. Like if you're in a cutscene and I walk into the area, you're just like standing completely still, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little like zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I would like it if kidding. I could just like barge in on those cutscenes and like see them <laughs> happening, but I like, couldn't interact with you, but could like see you talking to the person would be kind of cute. Uh, I think that would be funny. Sometimes you can see each other walking through the cutscene. Like for the person that's, that's true. in the cutscene, you yeah. get like they a get that drive view by, still, like, which is hilarious because it's like you're just like walking through my conversation, like hey, buddy. <laughs> and you get duplicate mail but i understand like why they do that because like you each need a chance to do that task or fulfill that request or something so it's yeah i think that that was the right decision to make Mm -hmm. right that everyone gets to do all of the quests and gets all the benefits and gets all the bonuses it's also good because whenever you get cash you both get it right like if it comes in the mail you both get the money which is great Mm -hmm. um but then like there. It is so good that you can move through the game at a different kind of pace. You can progress differently because I can be in the mines. You can be farming. We could both be in the mines, tackling all of the evils together. Like it, it, it really, it's just so good. It's so good. I love the multiplayer even more than I love the single player. Like it is just so perfect for this game. And I'm, I am happy really that I got to play it in single player first yeah, me too. Because I think I would have just wanted to play in multiplayer, like if it was always there. But it's good because this game is so addictive that just playing in multiplayer can be difficult. You want to play it all the time, but that isn't always possible with your friends, right? So it's good to have gotten a many, 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 many <laughs> hours into this game in single player. Um, so now, like, whilst I really enjoy playing in multiplayer... I'm, I don't need to play it every day like I needed to play it when I was first going through the single player, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in the single player and it takes a very solitary, very um, almost meditative game when you're playing by yourself and adds this bit of extra social element when you're playing with your friend. But at the same time, it doesn't sacrifice the chillness of the game. It kind of just adds to it's like when you're sitting around with like really good friends and you don't always have to have a giant conversation or like tons of activity in order to be happy with spending time with them that's what this game feels like like it's just you could just play you could just farm or you could play pranks on each other (laughs) you could play it's it's really really special with the multiplayer you mentioned chill and we haven't mentioned that yet like this game is so chill like yeah. nothing bad can happen to you. Like yeah. you don't need to eat. Like you just don't need to do it, right? When you run out of energy, you just go to sleep or just you can well, as we found in the multiplayer, you can just go lay in the bed and build up your energy again. But like Or go to the sauna, which was a totally to new sauna. thing. I had no idea that we were able to do that. Oh, that was a fun I mean, how many hours have we both played this game yep. solo and we never figured that out until we were playing in the multiplayer and we're like, like oh, that's oh, the reason for the sauna. That's why it's there. <laughs> like you I I feel still feel like I'm discovering new things in this game that feels so it, it feels so like you should already know everything about it. Like it, it, it's like an open book almost yep. it, this game and it, it feels predictable, but it's not like you keep finding all these little nooks and crannies that are, that are all still hidden there. So good amongst the chill. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. It's so wonderful. And that's why we're going to keep playing it. Like, for, and the for music, a while. Oh, the music, the music is so good. It's 
The music isn't just like, oh, this is nice for the game. The music is so excellent. It's part、mm-hmm. of what makes it so wonderfully frustrating that one person did all of this. How、yeah. can you be so good at creating games, like coding games? And the art, which is so、mm-hmm. wonderful. And like, you're amazing at that. Oh, but also, you're an awesome composer as well. And you wrote the whole story. Yeah. How, like, how, how can this one person <laughs> be all of these things? It's、What、the music is so, it, it just sets the mood for every single part of the game in a really, really perfect way. And it's not even that you got used to it. And you're like, oh yeah, this is the fall music. This is the spring music. It just, as soon as that music starts playing, you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel like this is fall. Like, this is just absolutely incredible. And it gets stuck in your head. Like, you start humming it. My, my son, he plays, he has his own Stardew game and absolutely loves it. I mean, he started playing when he was like five or, or less than five, and he can play it great. And, He hums the music all the time. Like, he totally knows it by heart.、Uh, maybe that's a testament to how much I let him play games, but whatever.、Um, uh, it's probably growing up. Eh, no. He just, he's, he has a, he's like a savant with that. He like can pick up video game music super fast. <laughs> And、um, yeah, it's just, it's so wonderfully iconic. And they sell it, right? Like, you can buy, you buy the soundtracks、yep. mm-hmm. and just have it playing in your house. I could just, it's very chill. <laughs> So, we are going to keep playing.、Um, just going to keep playing it. We have a new game. We have a game. We know what we're going to play next, but we're going to keep playing Stardew as well. Do you want to talk about what we're going to play next?、Uh, yeah, I,、uh, we're going to talk about Splatoon 2. And I'm pretty excited about that because I just recently got into Splatoon this、okay. summer and I'm really, really liking it. It is a very different kind of game. Than I expected it to be. We haven't spoken about any game even remotely like Splatoon 2 yet, right?、No. Like、this is a all multiplayer,、mm-hmm. mostly shooter.、Mm-hmm. Yep. At its core, that's what it is. But there are many, many reasons why it fits with the type of game that we enjoy here on Playing for Fun. But you will find out next time when we talk about Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2.